Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Kayla Hodges, and I'm hoping you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. This is not my pre-match preview for Inter Miami, but this is the press conference that happened for the match. So this is a conversation with Tommy Sohn, Alex Cronale, Enzo Martinez, and Captain Fanwell Cavita. Um, this is talking about the match that will be next Wednesday, June 7th. And this June 7th game, as you know, is going to be against MLS side uh, Inter-Miami. And this is before the announcement of Phil Neville and Jason Kreiss being sacked. This was before the announcement of that firing. Um, this is also before they obviously announced uh, Javier Morales as being the interim head coach. So... You're going to hear Phil Neville being mentioned. You're going to hear Jason Christ be mentioned. This Just know that when this press conference happened, it was about four hours before, or maybe a little bit more, before that announcement came through. So when you hear that, just know that immediately, basically, this press conference is a little outdated. Um, even so, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of good stuff. Um, so I hope you enjoy the first things first I got to mention before we get too far, too, too far in is the first part of this episode is going to be all the questions that I asked. So those are going to be first. That's what I want you guys to hear first. Um, after that, I will have the whole unedited um, press conference. So if you want to hear the questions, if you want to hear the answers, they're all out there. Um my, I'm just going to go apologize. The room was pretty loud. I was recording on my own personal mic, which at first was not great because they're blasting AC because it was hot. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and apologize for the audio on that. But without me wasting too much of your time, let's get into it. Coach, we went from playing, you know, almost 800 minutes in 18 days to not having any minutes in 11. Has that changed training at all? Has it been more intense or have the boys gotten a much needed break? Uh, it's changed that we've had training. Uh, it's, it's been really recovery after recovery uh, through that stretch, and um, awful hard to fix things while you're going through the stretch where you're unable to train. Um, so I think the boys would say it's been pretty intense as you're getting back to uh, good habits. Well, you know, as captain, you've you're having to you know help the boys throughout the game, and there's a lot of captains on this team. I mean, there's so many people that have worn the armband in the game that are sharing the field with you. Whenever we're going through a stretch like you have in the league to go to the Open Cup, is there any kind of battle to keep the guys in line, or does everybody kind of know the mission ahead? Pretty much everybody knows the mission ahead. Like you said, we have a lot of leaders on this team, and I think we all got to do a better job, especially in the league, because sometimes the, uh, at least in my opinion, the Open Cup is kind of overshadowed our league play because you go up for a big game and then you go on to the league and not maybe performing as well and I think my biggest thing is just trying to stay consistent as possible and we haven't done that and hopefully we can after these stretch of games and having to having these few days to just train consistently will will help the boys out so and everyone's a leader on this team so it has to come from everyone not just me. Alex. Um, recently, you know, Colin Smith got sent back to FC Dallas and then, you know, is coming back, I believe, this Saturday. When you were doing your MLS stint, you were going back and forth cross-country, it seemed like every other day. Is that going to be something that you're going to kind of talk to him about how to manage a situation like that, or is he 
all good to go. <laughs> well, um, it's it, every player is different, but you know, for for myself and for a player like Colin, a young guy, it's about getting minutes, right? That's why he's in Birmingham to con continue to develop, to continue to compete when he's not uh, getting regular minutes for his home team in, in FC Dallas. So, for him, if if he needs anything, I'm I'm here to talk and um, kind of let him know what my experience was and how I managed that. Um, but it's just about always being ready. You never know when you're going to get the call. So whenever that call comes from your MLS coach, you're, you know, you're excited and eager to go and compete. Um, but with that being said, we're excited to have Colin back for, for our match on Wednesday. Coach, um, you're not the only son that has a big day on the 7th. Um, you know, WFC has their first ever home game that day. Are you going to be able to sneak away and watch a few minutes of it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's referring to my daughter. She is a game that day. Um, yeah, but I'm really excited about that. That shows that we're heading in the right direction as a club. Um, we've talked about how, how big we can grow this, and, and some of it is the grassroots part of getting the young kids involved. Um, but the second part of that is also having a women's team and, and another men's team. And, uh, we continue to push and make strides so that everybody has something within the club to enjoy. And, and uh, I'm real proud that we finally have that. This one's not really had to do with uh, Open Cup at all. You've uh, recently had a kid. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, there's Matt, there's Enzo, and other guys that have kids. Have you talked to them about how to be both a dad and a player? Uh, no. Well, I've, I've always wanted to have kids since, I don't even know, since I was like 16. I love kids. I love being around them. I, I love kind of uh, giving them guidance that from the bad and good that I've learned from my past. So uh, it's been so much fun. It's, it's kind of crazy just to see him every single day changing, smiling. Now he's starting to roll around and it's just, it's so much fun. And I've asked them a few things about, mostly on like taxes and insurance, not not really how to uh, take care of them, but everything else on uh, on the financial side, I, I mostly ask Matt or, or Enzo. So. Has that changed like the post game whenever you see the kids come onto the field talk? Do you have to change kind of how you view that interaction? No, not as much, because like I was telling them, I grew up being the ball boy. Yeah. With, uh, and so Jason Christ was the assistant coach, and then Javier, who was the third uh, uh, coach. I grew up being their ball boy, and then eventually playing on their team, where Jason Christ was the head coach at Real Salt Lake, and Javier was my teammate. And now playing against them is going to be so much fun, because it's, it's like a full circle, being a ball boy for them, and now playing against them is going to be so much fun. I'm excited. Um, one last question before I let you go. Um, this one with you and Trevor, we're yeah. down in Puerto Rico together. So for you guys to both seem like you're hitting really the biggest strides in y'all's career to kind of go from the sweltering hot of Puerto Rico to here, you know, has it been kind of cool to have that relationship together? Yeah, Trevor's a great guy. He's one of the – he's – for me, I – it's interesting you mentioned him because just the other day I was I was asked who's probably one of the most professional players on the team, knowing that maybe you're not going to play every single game, but Trevor has been a professional since I met him in Puerto Rico. He does all the right things, get there on time, does everything he's, he's he needs to do like he's going to play a game every single time. So for me, it's so good to see how he's progressed and how we've progressed together from Puerto Rico and now to, to Birmingham playing together and now getting the opportunity to play a second MLS team. I think whoever's in goal, I think either one of them is great, but it's, it's been amazing for me to see Trevor's progress 
throughout this whole journey. Beautiful. Thanks, Thanks, man. Of course, man. Appreciate you. All right, this is going to be the part where we move on to the full press conference. It's going to start off with my question that you heard at the top of the show, but there's a lot of questions and answers that you're going to be really interested in. Uh, just for a little bit of context, there's a question that's going to be in the middle that was directed at Enzo that was in all Spanish. Essentially, the question was um, how confident is the team after the Charlotte win? Uh, Enzo gives his full answer in Spanish and then gives a little um, explanation in English. But for all the Spanish listeners out there, uh, I'm going to leave that one uh, in. I want you guys to all hear that. And for if you know anyone who is yeah Spanish speaking, uh, cut out that little clip or send them that little part of the clip. Send it their way. Um, just let them hear it. So let's that's enough of your time this is the full press release and i'm going to keep the fanwell kavita interview at the very end in as well so if you want to listen to it all again by all means but thank you all so much for listening and uh let's go hang into that press review review press conference <laughs> coach we went from playing you know almost 800 minutes in 18 days to not having any minutes in 11 has that changed training at all has it been more intense or the boys gotten a much needed break it's changed that we've had training uh, <laughs> it's been really recovery after recovery uh, through that stretch and um, awful hard to fix things while you're going through the stretch where you're unable to train um, so i think the boys would say it's been pretty intense this year getting back to uh, good habits. Oh, um, Tommy, how, how do you think the team stacks up against Miami? Um, you know, it, the I've obviously scouted them and we watched the one uh, game as a group and I think you know, they have similar qualities to what Charlotte had and um, for us it's about making sure our group shows up and, and is at the top of our game. You know, we've been going through a roller coaster ride and um, keep addressing with the guys. I think if we show up, and do what we we're good at. I think we can play with anybody. And um, but I've seen both sides of that. And you know, I think the emotions and, and, and the fans. And the, I, I said this from the last Open Cup game. The atmosphere was electric. I mean, phenomenal. Um, really easy to play for, right? And how are we going to handle it if they were to come out and score first? That that's got to be us driving ourselves. And those are the situations that. Uh, we're going to find out about ourselves, but are we capable? Absolutely, we're capable of playing with them, no problem. Tommy, you obviously got to coach in front of, I think it was close to 13,000 fans, broke an attendance record. That was the Charlotte game. Obviously, Miami coming in now. How much bigger do you think this can get, and what would be your message for some fans that are maybe on the fence of coming out to the game and why they should be here in a few weeks' time? Well, I'd love for them to speak with some of the people who were here for the first time the other day because I think. I couldn't tell you how many times on the field I've heard first-time fans say that was just an amazing experience, um, and, and I hope it grows. I, I mean, if you would tell me, you know, five years ago that we're competing against MLS teams and having success, um, the city's backing it up with 13,000 people. You know, that that's tremendous. I think we're still trying to build this, and I, I, I sure hope we can pack more in the stadium um, and make it even a bigger spectacle than we did the first time. Coach, uh, just three hours ago, it was reported that Inter-Miami has reached out to uh, Messi, trying to get him uh, on their team. Do you see this as a desperate attempt to defeat the Legion? Uh, no, we, uh, we reach out to him first. I think they're trying to steal him from him. <laughs> Obviously, that's a joke. Good deal. I want to open this up to the players. Do you guys feel like a Cinderella story? 
For me, not at all. I think um, we know the quality that we have. I think it's just, like Coach said, showing up on the day because it's been up and down, but quality that we have, we can play with anybody. So whoever's in front of us, it's always, a, it's always exciting and a good challenge. What's the deepest that you guys have made in, in the cup in your careers? This is it. This is it? Yeah. Um, played a few years in Columbus and didn't have much success. We were actually on the wrong end of uh, a USL, an FC Cincinnati USL team at the time, um, losing at their home stadium, uh, which was Nippert Stadium on their turf, which is a, a tough place to play. And you know, now being on that underdog on the USL side of it, it it's exciting to now be in, in the position where we can go and compete with the MLS teams and show what we're all about as, as a group here in Birmingham and show that you know soccer in America is getting more competitive from, from top to bottom and um, you know players from from both levels are, are ready to go and compete. How is the energy different? I guess you've gone along in the process in the tournament. Yeah well for you know I'll speak for our run this year. Um, you know our first first two games going to Chattanooga to each of the Chattanooga teams you're getting a you know it's 60 to 100 teams still in the in the tournament at that time so the environment isn't as uh, isn't as electric as as you would like it to be but now that you know there's something really to play for um, it's exciting that you know we can get 13,000 fans here to pack protective um, and next week we're excited to, to break that record and, and put on a good show I guess one of the big matchups is going to be against Martinez and defense like how do you account for him yeah I mean their whole team is going to be deep we know that right um, you know his his salary is more than our entire team so that's just something that that we understand as a group and it's not going to be a one-man effort right you know Fanny and I know that we're gonna to have to be on our on our best uh, at our best competing against some of the top, top strikers in the MLS but if we do it as a group like we did against Charlotte in a one-off tournament um, you know, anything can happen. It just takes one moment. Enzo, what's it been like to watch uh, as the culture of the team evolve, you know, to this point? Yeah, for me, it's, it's been awesome. Um, it fits me really well, right? Um, and just to be part of this and to be able to help uh, in anything I can, it's, it's been awesome and I feel really good here. Injury-wise, how is everybody? Yeah, for the most part, we're pretty healthy. I mean, um, Nico's still working his way back from a hamstring injury, a, a recurring hamstring injury, so we're being really cautious. Um, but beyond that, everything's pretty healthy. Yeah, guys, well, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Um, you know, as captain, you've, you're having to, you know, help the boys throughout the game, and there's a lot of captains on this team. I mean, there's so many people that have worn the armband in the game that are sharing the field with you. Whenever we're going through a stretch like you have in the league to go to the Open Cup, is there any kind of battle to keep the guys in line, or does everybody kind of know the mission ahead? Pretty much everybody knows the mission ahead. Like you said, we have a lot of leaders on this team, and I think we all got to do a better job, especially in the league, because sometimes the, uh, at least in my opinion, the Open Cup is kind of overshadowed our league play because you go up for a big game and then you go on to the league and not maybe performing as well and I think my biggest thing is just trying to stay consistent as possible and we haven't done that and hopefully we can 
after these stretch of games and having to having these few days to just train consistently will will help the boys out. So, and everyone's a leader on this team, so it has to come from everyone, not just me. Uh, and as in Spanish, as a question in Spanish, para Enzo Martinez, a la confianza ahora después de haber este dejado un partido importante ante Charlotte en la Copa. Ahora contra Miami, ¿cómo se sienten ustedes? ¿Cuál es la confianza que se tiene en el equipo para enfrentar este partido en, y seguir adelante en, en la Copa? Sí, obvio que el último partido contra Charlotte nos dio esa confianza de, de ver qué se puede hacer. Eh, ellos, son, ellos son un equipo que están en una situación que, que puede ser muy peligrosa para nosotros porque todos los jugadores les quieren demostrar al técnico que ellos deberían de ser los titulares y de que deberían estar jugando todos los partidos. Entonces, es un partido que va a ser muy difícil, pero creo que tenemos el grupo y la calidad de, de poder hacer algo si, si jugamos bien. Um, what I was saying to, to them was that, you know, we, uh, we know that they're in a, in a tricky situation. They're a team that they're going to come in here and every single player that um, shows up in the field against us is going to be in a situation where they want to send their coach a message that they should be starting, that they should be playing every game. So that's going to be a, a dangerous situation for us. But I know that uh, we have more than enough of the, the quality in this team to be able to do something special on Wednesday. Richard Banks from Birmingham's uh, NPR affiliate WBHM. Hey there, thanks everybody. Does Allegiance' performance in the Open Cup this year position Birmingham closer to winning an MLS franchise? Um, you know that that's really not our in our control at all. And in understanding this tournament, that it does nothing to elevate you to a different. It's a, a single off tournament, and I think. What we're focused at and what we can control is, you know, what we do here in Birmingham in five short years to be able to compete against the likes of MLS teams is, is something that, you know, I would have never guessed in five years. And so right, what we're committed to and what we can control is making sure we're the best version of ourselves moving forward. And, and right now we still have a lot to prove in the USL Championship and it's our goal to make sure that we're the best version of that. And Caleb, turn time to Vegas. <coughs> Hey, Coach, um, I wanted to mention specifically about, I mean, we talked about the players and the big names that they're going to be going up against, but for you, obviously a long coaching experience, but you're going to be across from, you know, Phil Neville, who was just coaching in a World Cup, you know, just a couple of years ago. Uh, is there something through that for the coaching staff, for y'all as well, to, to get some extra motivation going up against maybe, you know, a higher paid and a bigger coaching staff like that? Uh, I, I just look at it as a, a challenge as a whole. I mean, obviously, we know the salaries are different and we know the leagues are different. Um, but on the day, we all show up and put our pants on the same way and we get to play a, a game that we love to do and at the highest level that we can. So I, I think you just look at it more as a, a big picture thing and, and think of the opportunity you have to continue to grow something in, in a city that five years ago probably didn't hear a whole lot about soccer. And, and now, you know, now you're sitting here talking about Birmingham playing soccer against an MLS team in a stadium full of people. How, how great is that? And it just shows um, the growth of what it's been like. But I don't think it's really personal. It's, it's more of a, a team thing. 
I have a follow-up, you know, Mike, like you talked about, um, you know, five years ago is when Birmingham got this franchise. You're older than Charlotte. You're even older than this club you're about to bring in now. I mean, to a bunch of young clubs. Do you, do you feel any more established, or is it just because they're bigger that that feeling might go away a little bit? Again, I, that's all irrelevant to me. On the day, they're a soccer team, we're a soccer team, and um, they want to do something advance, and we want to advance. And in the end, that's all that matters. Uh, Enzo, I've got another question. Just looking back on the Charlotte game, you know, what was the atmosphere like, you know, when Prosper scored that goal for you? Yeah, obviously it was, and not only that moment, but just after the game, you know, coming out of the halftime, it's, it makes a huge difference for the players, right? Uh, it just it gives you that little extra uh, to be able to make the run that you need to do, to be able to make the tackle that you need to do. And you feel the energy and you feed off of it. Uh, and it was, you know, I think all of us that have been playing with Kasim the second he cut inside, we all knew what was going to happen, right? Because we've seen him do that 50 times, you know? Um, so seeing that ball go in the back of the net was just an amazing feeling. Uh, but most important, what that, I think that game did for us as a team, just, uh, you know, it was something that we had to figure out in the moment. Uh, and we have a lot of really smart players that can figure out the game uh, in certain moments. And I think that was the biggest thing for us to be able to establish a, a way of playing. And, and we did that at game. You know, uh, Tommy, there's still maybe kind of like this uh, feeling that soccer's new here for some people, but really, it's pretty established at this point, Legion. Um, how proud of you were were you of the crowd? Because it, it seems like they were a very educated crowd uh, in the game against against Charlotte. Absolutely. I, I think I talked about that after the game, how uh, in the moment, like if it was a foul and the ref missed it, you could hear the fans light up, like, or if we had a chance, or they had, I mean, they were spot on, and you could tell it was an educated crowd, so um, it's been five years, which is really in the sports world, it's a short time, but to hear the enthusiasm and, and the recognition of certain moments by the fans as a whole, it was, it was pretty amazing, so listen, I, I just love seeing this grow. Um, back in the day when the owners first started this, along with Jay, um, we talked about culture and, and bigger, growing it bigger. Well, it's happening right before our eyes. And, uh, you know, for them, I'm really proud. And, and, you know, Jay's worked really hard to make this happen. Um, now it's our turn to make sure we repay them by putting another good performance on the field. Fanel, what's it like seeing all the kids gravitate towards you guys after the games? It's amazing. Um, I think you mentioned it, how many kids came out saying like it was their first time coming out to a game. Makes it that much more exciting for me. I know Enzo just said it, coming out at halftime, you could just feel how electric it was. You could hear them while we were walking out. And then uh, after the game, seeing all the kids come out, that's probably one of the most exciting things for me because obviously them coming out and showing the, their support for us gives us that extra edge on the field because you want to perform for them, and once you do perform and they come out on the field, it just makes it that much more exciting. You know, the, I want to also come on that. The, the, it's kind of a, it, it happened generically, and I think that's been something that's really unique to this club is um, kids who just get to watch their heroes play come up and meet them all. And our guys are fantastic about signing autographs and taking pictures, um, but it's made it even more special, and I think it unites 
the city with our team and, and gives them a, a, a real identity because you know we're not just here to play soccer we're also committed to being in the community and I, I, I think that we've done a great job of that. Coach, um, you're not the only son that has a big day on the 7th. Um, you know, WFC has their first ever home game that day. Are you going to be able to sneak away and watch a few minutes of it? Absolutely. <laughs> He's referring to my daughter. She is a game that day. Um, yeah, but I'm really excited about that. That shows that we're heading in the right direction as a club. Um, we've talked about how, how big we can grow this, and, and some of it is the grassroots part of getting the young kids involved. Um, but the second part of that is also having a women's team and, and another men's team. and um, We continue to push and make strides so that everybody has something within a club to enjoy. And, and um, I'm real proud that we finally have that. Take another um, call from the Zoom, or a question from the Zoom from John Fuller. Uh, morning, everybody. Um, I know that the Legion uh, is more than familiar with having uh, pretty cramped schedules, especially over the last uh, you know, few weeks. Uh, but Miami's been in something of a simpler situation lately. Now, since, since May 18th, they've played four games in the league, plus the Open Cup game. And they've got another one coming up this weekend against uh, a pretty strong opponent, DC. Um, the only game that they've won was the Open Cup game, but obviously uh, they're going to be pretty tired. Do you see that uh, as something of a, a, an advantage that you can uh, benefit from? Well, I think we've been on the wrong side of um, the rest for a stretch here, so I got I got no pity for them to be honest. <laughs> um, you know, that's part of the schedule, unfortunately, fitting these um, tournament games. I mean, I've been part of a lot of these tournaments dating back to a long time. Um, and that's part of managing. And, you know, we tried to manage ourselves in, the, in a way that we can survive and, and, and compete in this tournament and really focus on uh, advancing. Um, and, and I'm sure they're going to have to do the same. Every game, the, the minutes add up, and, and you, you know, you take one at a time and, and move on to the next one. Um, it's a unique scenario that we're, we're going to be a bit rested, although we're working pretty hard right now, so I'm not sure we're resting a whole lot either. Yeah, I, I did have a follow-up question too. Um, but the six MLS teams that are still in, in the Open Cup, with the exception of Cincinnati, who are on the top of the supporters' shield standings, the remaining five are all in the bottom ten in the supporters' shield standings. Um, do you think that says something about MLS's, MLS's commitment to the Open Cup? Well, I think everybody takes a different approach um, on how they um, look at the Open Cup, right? Some, and, and many of us play, you know, a lot of guys who don't necessarily get the minutes against lower teams um, and don't really focus on it until you get further down the stretch. So there's different philosophies. You know, I can't speak on their behalf. I know what our philosophy was. We want to be successful in this tournament. Um, we felt it could be very advantageous to the club as far as building the fan base. And, and I think we approached it the right way because we're sitting here having a really cool press conference with um, a lot more cameras um, and a lot more fans in the seat. So I can't speak on their behalf. Um, but what I can say is you know, we're in this to, to go as far as we can and we're going to commit ourselves to doing that. Good. It increases the chances of Pittsburgh going that final, right? <laughs> you never know. It's not my final anyway. Coach, yeah. just tell us three keys to win this um, game. Three keys. <laughs> Can I do it in German? <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we need to be organized. 
You know, like I, I thought when we're at our best, we're compact, we're organized. Um, we turn good defending into chances. Um, and on the day when we get those chances, we've got to be precise. You know, against good teams, you might not get many looks. So when you get the looks, um, you have to finish them. You know, we played Detroit just recently. Not an MLS team, but we had some opportunities early. And when you don't capitalize on those, um, it came back to haunt us. So, um, but against them, we have to be sharp. Alex. Um, recently, you know, Colin Smith got sent back to FC Dallas and then, you know, it's coming back, I believe, this Saturday. When you were doing your MLS stint, you were going back and forth cross-country, it seemed like every other day. Is that going to be something that you're going to kind of talk to him about how to manage a situation like that, or is he all good to go? I will. Um, it's, it, every player is different, but, you know, for, for myself and for a player like Colin, a young guy, it's about getting minutes, right? That's why he's in Birmingham, to con continue to develop, to continue to compete when he's not uh, getting regular minutes for his home team in, in FC Dallas. So for him, if, if he needs anything, I'm, I'm here to talk and um, kind of let him know what my experience was and how I managed that. Um, but it's just about always being ready. You never know when you're going to get the call. So whenever that call comes from your MLS coach, you're, you know, you're excited and eager to go and compete. Um, but with that being said, we're excited to have Colin back for, for our match on Wednesday. And so what's it like playing against a club owned by David Beckham? Oh, <laughs> I actually got to play against David Beckham uh, back in the day, so it's kind of awesome. Um, it's, you know, it's the same thing. It doesn't change anything for us. We're in a different mentality state where we have to show up and play uh, no matter who the ownership is or anything. But from my uh, interactions with him and even after the games, you know, my wife wanted to meet him and my kids and he was an awesome guy. Uh, so that's all I can say about him. <laughs> you know, if he does show up to Birmingham, is there a restaurant that y'all would recommend uh, that he go to? I think I'll have a barbecue come over to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got a word? Well, yeah, no, I just wanted to close out like like last time when we when we kind of grab a coke here, and <coughs> a little toast, or uh, kind of keep the streak going because we felt like last week was was great, um, great crowd, great performance, and uh, we want to cheers to the to the next one as well. All right, cheers. 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 Thanks, everybody. This one's not really had to do with uh, Open Cup at all. You've uh, recently had a kid. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, there's Matt, there's Enzo, and other guys that have kids. Have you talked to them about how to be both a dad and a player? Uh, no. Well, I've always wanted to have kids since, I don't even know, since I was like 16. I love kids. I love being around them. I, I love kind of uh, giving them guidance that from the bad and good that I've learned from my past. So uh, it's been so much fun. It's, a, it's kind of crazy just to see him every single day changing, smiling. Now he's starting to roll around and it's just, it's so much fun. And I've asked them a few things about, mostly on like taxes and insurance, not not really how to uh, take care of them, but everything else on uh, on the financial side, I, I mostly ask Matt or, or Enzo. So. Has that changed like the post game whenever you see the kids come onto the field talk? Do you have to change kind of how you do that interaction? No, not as much, because like I was telling them, I grew up being the ball boy. Yeah. With, uh, and so Jason Christ, who's the assistant coach, and then Javier, who's the third uh, 
uh, coach. I grew up being their ball boy and then eventually playing on their team where Jason Christ was the head coach at Real Salt Lake and Javier was my teammate. And now playing against them is going to be so much fun because it's, it's like a full circle. Being a ball boy for them and now playing against them is going to be so much fun. I'm excited. Um, one last question before I let you go. Um, this one with you and Trevor, we're yeah. down in Puerto Rico together. So for you guys to both seem like you're hitting really the biggest strides in y'all's career to kind of go from the sweltering hot of Puerto Rico to here, you know, has it been kind of cool to have that relationship together? Yeah, Trevor's a great guy. He's one of the, he's, for me, I, it's interesting you mentioned him because just the other day I was, I was asked who's probably one of the most professional players on the team knowing that maybe you're not going to play every single game, but Trevor has been a professional since I met him in Puerto Rico. He does all the right things, get there on time, does everything he's, he's, he needs to do like he's going to play a game every single time. So for me, it's so good to see how he's progressed and how we've progressed together from Puerto Rico and now to, to Birmingham playing together and now getting the opportunity to play a second MLS team. I think whoever's in goal, I think either one of them is great, but it's it's been amazing for me to see Trevor's progress throughout this whole journey. Beautiful. Thanks. Thanks, man. Of course, man. Appreciate you.